I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. On today's show, it's the return of our senior horse racing correspondent, Uncle Milty. He'll stop in to help us handicap the Belmont Stakes this weekend. And I'm back from assignment in Hawaii where Aaron Rodgers just happened to be on vacation with his lady. I'll tell you what I found out about where he might be next season. And we'll give you a Friday five of our best bets to place this weekend from baseball to hockey to basketball to tennis to golf and maybe some stuff in between. So let's make some money. How do you say that? How do you know that? Five simple words, Back up the Brinks truck. Who you betting on? Always on black, fast stats in the pocket hole, squad fast tags. Send the bookie, tell him bring it from the bag. No, we coming for the bag. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, to the few in attendance and the thousands listening around the world, let's get ready to gamble. My name is Tony Cavallo. As always, I'm joined by Schaefer the Sharp, Drew Schaefer Crookston, and back from his away on assignment material, Matthew Dangles, D'Angelo Antonio. We are the West Coast Gamble as a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network and the only gambling show that makes you money. But first, before we get to the Belmont, before we get to the Friday Five and I try to recoup my losses from last week, Dangles, welcome back, my friend. Welcome back. Thanks, buddy. Good to be back. It was a nice little uh, unplugged session to get away. Uh, we went to went to the Big Island of, of Hawaii and and uh, ate, ate some amazingly fresh fish and had some uh, uh, tropical cocktails on the beach and explored literally the entire island and uh, and and it was it was really great. Uh, but I know you're looking for the juicy stuff here. Yes, the good stuff. Thanks, right? thanks. I was gonna say, listen, that, that's all cute and well. You don't need to like mislead our listeners what you're well, doing a romantic getaway with your wife. We know, we know you're in the tropical jungle spying on Rodgers and yeah, Shailene Woodley and Miles okay. Teller and his wife. What's going on? Tell us, dude. Well, Is he going I mean, to the Broncos? So, Pl- tell me. So, I mean, here's the thing. Uh, is, he going to the, is he going to the Broncos? Um, you know, we spent a lot of time together. I did track them down. Uh, it turns out they were on on the island of Hawaii. Um, we we spent a, a great day uh, Why do you together. keep saying Hawaii like you're trying to put an accent on it? It's just Hawaii. I'm, not, I'm just saying Hawaii. Like Hawaii, I keep going. Hawaii, no Hawaii, Hawaii. Isn't that is that not how you say it? Anyway, why? You know, so we we spent a great day with them in 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 Volcanoes National Park. Did a lot of hiking. Um, it was awesome. Uh, you know, we uh we we brought them back to our resort. We had a, a great dinner together. Uh, and then at the end of the whole damn thing, Aaron made me sign an NDA. So I can't tell you guys oh, anything shit. that happened. It was, and it, you know, it would have been one thing if he gave it to me at the beginning. I would have been like, all right, fine. Like, I get this. But, like, we did the whole thing. I'm a journalist. Come on, man. You got to tell me at the start that we're off the record. If we have the conversation and then you're like, oh, by the way, you can't tell anybody that that's not how it works. That's not how it works in the, in the cold journalism streets. No, 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 no. You have to say it first. So I, I was a little disappointed. But he's Aaron Rodgers. Uh, he's a very large man. 
Um, and then the whole thing with Miles Teller getting punched in the face happened, and um, and that made the you know the necessity of the NDA that much greater. Dangles, you had one job. We're gonna do on today's show. Dangles is coming back. We have Uncle Milty coming on to talk about the Belmont, but the three of us are gonna continue the trend of the Friday Five. Each of us are gonna give out five bets for the weekend that's going to come after our Uncle Milty interview because he needs to entertain us and educate us on what's going to happen on the Belmont. But the Friday Five is coming. Drew was 4-1, and 4-1 one. and one on his Friday Five. Myself, well, as wow. listeners know, when I miss, I miss wide. I went OFA, OFA on my Friday Five, and I promised to turn it around. We're going 5-0 and oh this week. But before we get there, Drew... I know uh, we had some big news in the NBA world. My Boston Celtics, Danny Ainge has moved off into retirement. Brad Stevens is now in Danny Ainge's spot. And you have some ideas for me and Dangles about what's going to happen to my Celtics franchise. Absolutely. I wanted to talk uh, some, some to you know, some you know, local New Englanders who they think the next coach for the Seas will be. So I have some odds here. Now, I don't think these are official. I pulled them from the old World Wide Web, mm. but there's some juicy ones on here. So I just want to get your thoughts. Leader in the clubhouse, I was surprised by this. Jay Larinaga, uh, an ex-Celtics uh, assistant who is Jim Larinaga, the University of Miami's head basketball coach's son. Yep. Uh, two ex-point guards, Jason Kidd and Chauncey Billups, going off at plus 600. I'm going to skip over a couple people. Sam Cassell, plus 800. He's a very respected NBA assistant coach. Uh, they say he deserves a job. Jay Wright, obviously, is always going to be a candidate for NBA jobs. He's plus 1,200. Nate McMillan, uh, also a hot candidate, plus 1,200. And my personal favorite, you guys are going to love this, Coach K himself. We saw his very emotional <laughs> press conference at Duke. He is plus 500. And and don't laugh. We got the coming coming up the caboose. We have Larry Legend himself, plus Larry, plus, uh, Larry Bird is plus 10,000 with Rick Patino. Part deuce, baby. Come on back, Rick. Plus 100. So, guys... What's your lean? I have mine. I want to hear yours. Dangles, I'll let you go first. Oh, I was going to say, Tony, you're the fan. I don't know. My knee jerk was Jason Kidd at plus 600. You're an that idiot. Was my, that was my – now, why? Because that, he seems like he seems like exactly the kind of uh, former player that Brad Stevens would want to have on his team. I don't watch the Celtics, so I, I'm coming from this with completely no point of reference. So maybe maybe I am in it, but that was my knee jerk. Jason Kidd would be I – don't, I, don't, I, I, like, I like Larry Legend a lot more than I like fucking Krzyzewski, and Jay Wright's never leaving Villanova ever. He's going to be Krzyzewski. He's going to be there as long – because he loves coaching the kids. He doesn't want to coach pros. I guarantee Jerry, Jay Wright doesn't get – this job but i i felt i felt like yeah jason kidd was my J- jason kidd was my thought on that but why am i an idiot uh because jason kidd is also an idiot and what brad stevens is known <laughs> for he might have failed in the three eastern conference finals appearances with his team he might have failed on some especially this year getting the team to go above and beyond what they were capable of but everyone in the whole entire league knows that brad stevens if anything is it is, is an intelligent nba mind and he will be looking for a fellow intelligent nba mind and while jason kidd was one of the best point guards of all times when it comes to coaching when it comes to drawing up plays when it comes to after timeout plays when it comes to diagramming who gets minutes who gets what jason kidd might be a locker room leader he is not a head coach material especially for the boston celtics what this team needs is a guy like chauncey billups a guy that might get in 
let's say, Jason Tatum's face or Jalen Brown's face when they miss a a three-point shot brick and they refuse to come back and play defense on the other side. They need a guy that's going to stoke the fire a little bit and a guy that has a proven track record. I'm looking for a former player. I'm looking for a guy who's going to be a little bit more aggressive than Brad Stevens was. And I'm also looking for a guy that Drew might not even be on that list because when Brad Stevens was hired, No one had Brad Stevens coming to the NBA, and he just appeared out of nowhere. Brad Stevens is still very connected to the college world. He still knows the ins and outs of it. We might see a random guy, like a Josh Pastor, out of nowhere come in and be the new head coach of the Boston Celtics. But I do know one thing. This team needs a kick in the ass because there was no one that failed more with the potential they had than the Boston Celtics this year, and I'm intrigued to see what happens. And I also called it, too. That this whole world was going to change in Boston, Drew. You did Tony Squares? Your lean. My lean is this, and I'm not. I'm not. This is not my necessarily original thought because uh, a small podcast, uh, uh, Rosillo and Bill Simmons were speaking about this. But I can guarantee, given the tone of the country and the 2021 state of mind and the reputation that Boston has right now, I can almost guarantee. The next head coach for the Boston Celtics will be African-American. It's just a fact. It's just going to happen. So I believe, I believe Chauncey Billups will be the next head coach of the Boston Celtics for A, he's a great basketball mind. B, he played for the Celtics. And C, I think he's just the type of player that you talked about, Tony, in the fact of he was a fearless leader, Mr. Big Shot. Uh, 2004 NBA champion for my Detroit Pistons. And I think he's exactly what the Celtics would want and need. I'm going to say Chauncey Billups checks all the boxes. Mr. Big Shot going to be on the bench for the C's next year. Well, as I see right now, Uncle Milty is in the waiting room to talk about the Belmont Stakes. But before we get there, Drew, we had a very successful segment, the 60 Seconds of Schaefer the Sharp Entertainment Corner. Before we get to Uncle Milty and the Belmont, 60 Seconds Entertainment Corner, go. Guys, we're going to Netflix. We're going to Bo Burnham's special outside. And let me tell you something. This is not going to be for everybody. It's very dark. It talks about depression. It talks about suicide. I'm going to make a bold statement right now. Any person on this planet Earth that God has created under 30, I would take Bo Burnham, creative mind, talent, performer, over anybody in the world. He is transcendent he is fantastic he will blow your mind he literally shot edited performed the entire segment the the entire special within one year in quarantine by himself incredible Bo Burnham outside his third Netflix special watch the first two if you want don't miss this it will not be for everybody it'll be labeled dark it'll be labeled political I don't care Bo Burnham outside sharp shave of the sharp knives Five out of five. Bo Burnham outside Netflix. Go watch it now. Five knives out of Drew. I thought it was called inside, but maybe it's outside. I can't remember. But either way, that's Shay for the Sharps Entertainment Quarter. Uncle Milty and the Belmonts coming up next. And after that, the return of the Friday Five and Dangles' debut into the Friday Five. But first, Milty. Dub C to the G, West Coast Gamblers. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg. This is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. 
All right, ladies and gents, we had him here for the Kentucky Derby. We had him here for the Preakness Stakes, and he's making his Triple Crown return for the Belmont. It's Uncle Milty. Welcome back to the show, sir. Thank you for having me. I'm pumped to have you because you've taught us, you've taught the listeners, we've become better horsey gamblers because of you, and we're excited to make some money on only an eight-horse race. But before we get there, last time you came on, you talked about what how your feelings would be towards Baffert. Should he get banned? Should that second positive test a month down the line come back as an actual positive? It has come back. Churchill Downs has banned him for two, count them, two years. All horses trained by Baffert cannot race at Churchill Downs. Your personal feelings, sir, Mr. Uncle Milty, our horse racing aficionado. What are your feelings about Baffert now that the law has been come has come down on him? Okay, now now that uh, that the second positive came back on the split sample, um, and it was the same twenty one picograms that he had on the first uh, on the thing or the first uh, reading, um, they're well within their right to ban him from uh, running his horses at Churchill Downs now. The state of New York is also, they had a temporary ban on him, which is probably going to be changed over. And I'm not sure what the length of the time is going to be, but I can imagine it's going to be at least two years. And I would not be surprised if the state of Arkansas also bans him because he had two positive tests there last year that he got out of because of procedural issues that his lawyer argued. Um, you know, he did, they, they said that they didn't follow the chain of command they didn't. They didn't argue the results. It's kind of like the OJ thing. You know, you 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 don't argue the the, uh, the the evidence. You argue the chain of command and how the stuff was gathered. So I can see him being kicked out of Arkansas, New York, and Kentucky, leaving him only Damn. to be able to race in California, Florida, which he never sends horses to Florida and New Jersey. Now, he's won the Haskell Stakes nine times, and he and he'll probably send Medina Spirit, the horse that won the Kentucky Derby that's going to be disqualified to the Haskell, and he'll be a one-to-nine favorite there. So um, I think it's a bad thing for racing that it happened in the biggest day, you know, yeah. in, in American horse racing. Um, and like I told you before, it's definitely going to be a stain on his career. Uncle Milty, Charlie Sheeler, who is the appointed chairman of the Horse Racing Integrity and Safety Authority Board, stated uh, in his first comments since – Bob Baffert was banned a steep climb to make the sport clean and fair. Do you think this has any sort of domino effect on some of the top of the line trainers in the sport? Are we going to see uh, a couple other guys go down with this? Or you think this is kind of an isolated? Well, 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 here, here, here's the, here's the thing. We've discussed this before. And I think I've talked to the, your listeners about this before a year ago, Jorge Navarro and Jason service were indicted along with 19 other people. And they basically were, and what Jason Service admitted, juicing all of his horses with stuff that was mislabeled. And it was like a special formula that was made up for these two trainers. And including the horse that he, that won the Kentucky Derby, Maximum Security, the one that got DQ'd and taken down two years ago. Um, that horse, he admitted that he, he put this stuff in that horse. Now, their cases have been delayed because of COVID from last year, but eventually those cases are going to go down. Now, just this week, a trainer at Parks named Richard Vega was banned from the site because uh, they did a, uh, a secret um, inspection of all the barn areas and the grooms areas, and they found multiple amounts of contraband, syringes, 
and also uh, vials of stuff that was mislabeled, meaning you don't know what was in those those vials. Jesus, so, it's like Breaking um, Bad over there. Yeah, it's it's. I think I told you before this Horse Integrity Act that Kentucky um, passed two years ago or a year and a half ago is coming down, and I think that they're getting to the point where now they say, well, you know, we have got to do something to clean this sport up because me included and all the people that I know, we know who these people are. We've known who these people have been for 10 years. Okay. It's about time that they, they, they came down hard on these people and not just slap them on the wrist. Well, I think you, I think you see that paralleled in a lot of other sports. I mean, there, you know, you see it in baseball, but especially in these individual sports where you're talking about cycling immediately comes to mind and and how that sport got torn down by all of the, and it's beyond Lance Armstrong. It was, it was, you know, Jan Ulrich uh, and Alberto Contador. And, and, and again, it was another situation where, you know, the people who were watching it, you know, same thing with baseball, you know, who's doing it. You knew these guys, who these guys were, who were using it and weren't using it. And, and you're right. You know, if the governing body needs to do something quickly and I expect you'll see swift and quick action on this probably in the coming months to get a handle on this because I don't think horse racing wants to go down that same road that professional cycling did. And, the, the, you know, the, truthfully, the, the people that it hurts are the fans. You're, you're not going to be able to bring many more new fans in. When I go to the track, I see the same old people there that are a lot older than me that have been there for 40 years. I don't see any young people. And the reason you don't see any young people because they have in the back of their mind when they see something like what happened at the Kentucky Derby, they're thinking, well, this whole thing is crooked. Why, why would I even wager $2 on something like this? Well, we are going to wager $2 on this, and yeah. it is the Belmont. Yeah. It is time to make some money on it. It is the third leg of the Triple Crown. We won't have a Triple Crown winner this year, and we only have eight horses to race, which means slim pickings. One of us is going to get a winner on this, guided by you. But before we get to the picks, before we get to the horses— what makes the Belmont different than the Preakness and the Kentucky Derby, if you're explaining to me a moron? It's the longest of the three races. The, the Kentucky Derby is a mile and a quarter. The Preakness is a mile and three sixteenths. And the Belmont is a mile and a half. Now, three-year-old horses, have, and they're carrying all 126 pounds. None of them will ever race this distance again. I'm saying 85 to 90% of them will never run a mile and a half ever again. And, mm. they're, and for a three-year-old to run that far with 126 pounds, it, it, it is a taxing um, thing. And if you just watch the horses when they come into the stretch, you'll see horses that are just they'll, just, they'll just basically stop running at the top of the stretch because it's such a long race. It's one, it's a one full time around the track at, at Belmont. It's a, Belmont's like the largest track in the United States. One full time around is a mile and a half. So it's the that's the thing that makes that separates this race from any other race. Gotcha. Okay. Well, this is a long one. I'm sure that's going to affect where you're putting your money and where you'd like us to put your money. But let's go through the eight horses that are coming in and what their odds are, and then we'll get into where you where you're going with it. But the Belmont Saturday, okay. June fifth, in Elmont, New York. Can't wait to see it. In the one post, Borbonic is a 15-1. That's Todd Pletcher's horse. Number two is the favorite, Essential Quality, coming back after going fourth in the Derby. They're two-to-one horse. The three is Rombauer, the winner of the Preakness Stakes at three-to-one. Uh, that's Coach Mike McCarthy, former coach of the Green Bay Packers. That's his horse. Number four, Hot Rod Charlie. <laughs> 
came in third place in the Derby, 7-2 on the odds. They're owned by Boat Racing LLC, which if you watch the Derby coverage, is five dudes that were rich when they were born and decided to come together and buy a few horses. I'm sure every common man is voting for these five douchebags. Number five, <laughs> France Go to Ina is a 30-1 to horse, the longest shot in the field. Six, Known Agenda is 6-1, to also a Todd Pletcher horse. The seven horses rock your world at 9-2, to and eight is a horse that we haven't heard of before, overtook at 20 to 1, the third Todd Pletcher horse in the field. Milty, what's going on with these eight horses? Okay, remember how before I told you Pace makes the race? Yes. This race, a lot of because a lot of people like to bet closers. I do like to bet closers, but the problem with a mile and a half race is, is if you get too far behind, you are never going to catch up. You are never, ever going to catch up because once a horse gets the lead, a lot of times... They set fractions like they usually go 24 to the quarter, 48 to the half. Well, in these races, if you do that and just keep clicking off 24 um, second quarter times, once you get to the end, you know, there's no one going to be catching you. you right. Know? So you have got to be in position to be in this race. And the horse that had a terrible trip in the in the favorite in the Derby, the essential quality with Louis Saez, my favorite jockey in America. He is going to get this horse in position, especially being from the two hole. He's going to be no worse than third going into the first corner. I don't care who's in front of him. It really doesn't matter. He is the horse that's just going to track the rest of the horses. He's by Tappet. Tappet is he's he's trying to win his be the sire the, of the fourth winning horse. No one has ever sired four Belmont winners. He's looking to sire four Belmont winners in the last eight. So he'll have wow. half of the winners in the last um, uh, eight racing. So, Milty, can I stop you right there? What does sire yeah. mean? He's he, he is the father. He is the father of essential quality. Got you. Okay. So this, so this okay. horse has fathered four of the last eight Belmont winners. That's three. Three of the last seven. Three of the last seven. If he wins tomorrow on Saturday, he will have four of eight. Okay? Crazy. He never did win the, the, he never did win the um, Belmont. Manawara won the Belmont, and he sired three other winners of the Belmont, but no one has ever sired four. And to have four in, like, say, 50, you're, you're batting 50%. They just have the – his horses have the stamina to get that last quarter of a mile yeah. where the rest of them don't, okay? So I, I look for Louie, and also he ran 68 feet further in this last race in the Kentucky Derby. He hasn't had a race since then. Then the winners. That's a lot. 68 feet, if you think about it. That's like 25, 23 yards. Yeah. Running 40 miles an hour. Okay, that's that's quite a, a distance to, to make up. Okay. Um, his last work, he went 59 and two for five furlongs. He was the fastest of 43 at the distance for that day. I think it was Sunday. Um, his trainer is he's not saying too much, Brad Cox. And I'm just uh I, I think he's on go. I don't think anyone can beat him. Um now, playing numbers together, uh, the first race was 8-7. The second race was 6-5. I really, really like 2-3, three, 3-4, three, and 6-7. Those, those are the only three combinations I like. And of the eight horses, only five horses have run 103 buyer. And seven of the last 10 winners have run, at least have had a 103 buyer figure that's a speed figure of previous races and those numbers are two three four 
six, and seven. Gotcha. So basically, those are the numbers that it comes down to. Drew, you got any questions for the man? I was going to say, uh, so this sire thing, how much would a uh... – how, how much is this guy's stud fee just out of the top of your head? Any idea? Tap it. Tap, tap, tap it. Stud fee right now, I believe is, um, 225,000. <laughs> and, an, and he that's sires. That's an expensive load. Milty. That, is, that is an expensive load. <laughs> yeah. He, he sires 125 to 135 a year. What a life. Oh man. What a life. You, you the do the g- math. You do the math. <laughs> the gift that keeps on giving. Jeez. That's a, you can't ar- you can't argue with that. You can't argue with that. Now Milty, you said a two three three four exacta. Are you tempted? Because I know looking at these numbers, I'm tempted. What about a little two through four uh exacta box? That hit last time for us, the the four through six. Any thoughts on a two through four trifecta box? Yeah. I mean, yeah, you, yeah. I mean, two, three, four. Yeah. Um, my pet, one of my pet numbers that I play and I'll tell this, I'll tell you is I always play three, six with two, seven with three, six on the trifecta. It's a $4 punch. I'll probably increase it to maybe a five or six or $8 straight ticket. Meaning it has to come three, six in first, two, seven in second and three, six in third meaning I'm using all the horses I like other than the four, basically. But yeah, a two, three, a two, three, four box, you know, you're talking about, you're going to get essential quality is going to be two to one. Ron beer is probably going to be five to one and hot rod. Charlie is going to probably be six to one. So if essential quality wins and if it comes two, three, four or two, four, three, you're looking at about an $80 trifecta for a dollar. There you go. That's what I like to hear, Milty. I'll take it. Before we let you go, you've explained to us what, how you think the race is going to go, where you think essential quality will be in said race. But let's say it doesn't go quite that way. Is there a particular horse in here that you said if they get out ahead and they're too far ahead, no one will catch them? Is there a particular horse in here that you see getting out the gates early and maybe stealing the whole thing? Yes. Rock your world. Rock your world. The seven horse, Joel Rosario. He got banged around two times. I watched that race, the Kentucky Derby, two, two or three times. As soon as they came out of the gate, he got knocked off his feet and he went about another hundred yards and another horse banged into him. I'm not sure who it was, but uh, he did not break it all well. And there's only eight horses in this race. It's yeah. very difficult to get in trouble in an eight horse race, especially they have such a long run into the first corner. This I'm telling you, this this it's a long run. Once they open those gates to the first corner, rock your world. Joel Rosario should have this horse. Probably no, he, he probably either going to be on the lead or in second place. Yeah. He is the horse that could be like a horse like the Tara when, and, uh, when big Brown was going for the triple crown. Okay. And the Tara went right to the lead and at 55 or 45 to one, and no one wanted to challenge him. And he went all the way and big Brown quit on the corner and never finished the race. That's that's what I wanted to hear. That's exactly what I wanted to hear, Uncle Milty. Thank you for coming on the show. The three of us. I, I got one. I, I yeah. Just one. One. Just want to throw one in. One last thing in there for the people who like to play the Daily Double. They have a special ah, Daily yes. Double on Friday. It's the it's the Belmont Gold Cup. It's a two mile turf race, and it's coupled with the Belmont. You know, on Sunday or Saturday. Yep. I'm gonna play three seven eight nine with the two three seven eight nine with essential quality for the daily double at the belmont daily Again, double. uncle milty thank you for coming on you were our triple crown winner we really loved having you can't wait to have you on in the future when we go we might be doing a, a live show at a horse track soon we never know 
stuff is coming down the pipe for the West Coast. Well, we got gamblers. the Breeders' Cup. Don't forget the Breeders' Cup. I'll we'll be around in November for the Breeders' Cup. And we'll be here to have you because we're not only making money, we're learning stuff too. So thank you, Uncle Milty, for joining us. The three of us will be giving our Belmont okay. picks as well as the rest of our Friday Five after the break. But for now, for our senior horse racing advisor, thank you for coming on the show, Uncle Milty. Thanks a lot. Dub C to the G, West Coast Gamblers. Hit Pass Moto, sponsored by Moto America, is the show that keeps you up to speed on the latest in motorcycling and brings the biggest names in motorcycle racing right to you. From candid interviews with the top names in racing to providing insights into the trends and trendsetters driving the motorcycle industry, we have you covered. New episodes are available every Thursday at pitpassmoto.com and on your favorite podcast app. Right on. All right, boys, that was a wonderful, wonderful interview with our senior horse racing aficionado and advisor, Uncle Milty. Gave us a lot, a lot to process. I'm especially happy with what he gave us at the end because now we are getting into our Friday Five where each of the hosts here give out five bets for the weekend and the future. I am excited about it even though I went 0-5 last week. I promise to turn it around. We're going 5-0 and right here. Drew, you were 4-1. Dangles making his debut. Let's give you the floor, Dangles. We're going to start each with our Belmont bet, thanks to Uncle okay. Milty's knowledge. Dan- D'Angelo Antonio, what do you have? Whew, that 2-3-4 box looks good, but I just, I don't like, I don't know. I don't like betting favorites. It's just, it's it's just against my code. I just, I don't, I don't love it. I always, I feel like you could find better value somewhere else. So this is, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to do an exact box with uh, two horses I've bet on previously and one I'm going to add in. And the theme of this exact box, gentlemen, is redemption time. And I'll tell you why. This is Hot Rod Charlie. This is Known Agenda, and this is Rock Your World in an Exacta box. This is uh, a four, six, seven Exacta box. Let's talk about this. Hot Rod Charlie showed at the Derby, looked very good down the stretch. Uh, winnable redemption time here. Rock Your World, young, without lots of mileage on him, looking to rebound from, as Milty talked about, the jockey lo- losing his stirrup at the start of the Kentucky Derby. Knocked him out of contention for that. Redemption time. Known agenda, another tough start off the post in the Derby. Redemption time. And I took Rock Your World and Known Agenda in an exacta box for the Derby, and that didn't work out. Gentlemen, it's redemption time for dangles at the Belmont Stakes, Rock Your World, Known Agenda, and Hot Rod Charlie in an exacta box. I'm coming right there, dangles. I'm not keeping Hot Rod Charlie, though. I'm just going 6-7-7-6 for my exacta. I love those two. I love what Uncle Milty said at the end. I, too, enjoy living dangerously, dangles, and I will not be betting on the favorites. Let's go Rock Your World. Let's go Known Agenda. Numbers fly together. 6-7-7-6. That's what I'm playing. Drew? What do you have? I'm also, my theme is redemption as well, Dangles, but my, my redemption is going to be about my 60-second pop culture review when I said the wrong <laughs> fucking title to what I was reviewing. It's inside. It's COVID. It's quarantine. He filmed it inside, people. Not outside. Bo Burnham, inside. Sorry. I apologize, Bo. I'm ashamed. I love you. I'm your biggest fan. Bo Burnham, inside. Go watch it now. Here we go. Uh, Belmont Stakes. Guys, I love Uncle Milty, man. He, he, he is, is great. just he he is a player of players. The sage, I am the pony tell, sage. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. He is a sire, if you will. Um, maybe not as uh, you know expensive <laughs> as the other one. Um, how, <laughs> however, I am going to tail his uh, Belmont Gold Cup, the three seven eight nine with the two, uh, just for shits and gigs. I do love that. But I guys, I really like 
It hit for me in the Preakness. I'm going to box. I'm going to exact a box. Now, pay attention. I'm going to exact a box two through four. That is not two comma four. That is two through four. So I'm going to exact a box. Essential quality, Rombauer and Hot Rod, Hot Rod, Hot Rod Charlie. One more time. Hot Rod Charlie. Any two of those horses finish first or second, I'm bringing home the bacon. Exact a box two through four. Shea for the Sharp. Best bet. I may sprinkle Belmont. a little bit on that, too. I was thinking thinking about that after Uncle Milty brought it up. I like I like it a lot. I like it I a lot. I love the Belmont. Dangles, what do you have for your second bet in the Friday Five? Again, the whole world is your oyster. All right. Yeah, no, let's go to uh, Major League Baseball. Now, the line isn't out for this game yet, but on Sunday, on Sunday, 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 it's not the first game. It's the second game of the Yankees-Red Sox series. It's the first time these two teams have played each other, uh, and both projected starters carry ERAs over five. These are two teams that have been tearing the cover off the ball uh, uh, during this season. They're playing very well. And again, first matchup of the season, they're going to be, you know, we don't have to talk about the rivalry between these two teams. They're always looking to slug each other in the mouth. I'm going to play the total in this game, play it over up to nine, up to about nine. If it goes anything over nine, I'm probably not going to touch it, but I will play this over up to nine runs. I think it's going to be a higher scoring game. I think that's easy for two teams who are tearing the cover off the ball the way that uh, the Red Sox and Yankees are right now. Aaron Judge is mashing taters everywhere. The Red Sox are hitting piss missiles. Rafi, uh, uh, Raf, uh, Rafael Devers, Bobby Dalbeck. I would marry Bobby Dalbeck these days. Uh, <laughs> love the way, love the way he's playing for the Sox. This team was not supposed to do fuck all this year, and they have been the surprise of the major leagues. Uh, I love this. I love this matchup. Uh, Yankees and Red Sox game two. Uh, I'll play the total over up to nine. I don't know. Someone on this show gave out the Red Sox over for our MLB preview, and someone's looking very smart. And this someone is also taking for his second bet, a team that is getting disrespected right now. The one seed in the NBA Eastern Conference, the Philadelphia 76ers, have lost Joel Embiid to a slight meniscus tear in his right knee. Rest and rehabilitation is the prognosis on how he's going to get better. That means he could return for this series. He could be up for the playoffs. Time will tell. That being said, Philly is set to play the Atlanta Hawks in their round two matchup. Trey Young beat the crap out of the New York Knicks in Madison Square Garden, had Spike Lee leaving the place early. It was great. The buck stops here. The Philadelphia 76ers are the one seed for a reason. Yes, they had the MVP, but that MVP, Joel Embiid, also missed two months of this season, and the Philadelphia 76ers still were the one seed by the end of it. Ben Simmons and crew are strong enough to beat up this Atlanta Hawks team, who is very good. Great story, but you're still the Atlanta Hawks. Game one in Philly. Ben Simmons and the 76ers to beat the Hawks. Money line, minus 140, Philadelphia, game one. Book it, Dano, Drew. I am also going to a little futures play, Tony Squares, and I'm going to my first ever game one series double bet. That means you have to hit the winner of game one and then hit the ultimate series winner. Guys, the Brooklyn Nets aren't going to lose the Milwaukee Bucks. Ugh, They're just not doing it. Damn especially, it. Especially after... We're, I don't know. We're recording, uh, we're, we're recording, you know, at an undisclosed hour, but potentially both <laughs> L.A. teams might not make it to the second round. We don't know. But give me Brooklyn Nets to win game one against the Milwaukee Bucks and to win the series. That is priced at minus 118. You could bet Brooklyn Nets to win the series at minus 200. I like him to win game one. I like him to win the series. Give me Brooklyn Nets game one winner and series winner minus 118. Our third bet dangles. Our third bet, let's go 
to France. Let's go to the French Open. Let's bet on some tennis, because why not? <laughs> I don't really know. I'm going to go to the women's side of things. I don't really know a lot of names in this field, gentlemen. Uh, there are a couple here and there. Uh, one name I do know is Sloan Stevens, the 2007 U- U- oh, yeah. 2017 U.S. Open winner. She's got oh, a yeah. matchup. She's into the round of 32 against Karolina Muchova, I believe, of the Czech Republic. She's plus 160 in that matchup. She's been in high-pressure situations before. She's been playing well. Her previous matches were a little closer than I'd like to see, but look, I'm betting America. July 4th is coming up. I love uh, uh, I love Sloan Stevens's play. Let's jump on it. Plus 160 to win for the American Sloan. Stevens over Carolina Machova on Saturday in the round of 32 on the women's side of the French Open. I love the Friday Five because it's a buffet of bets. You can do whatever the fuck you want with the Friday Five. You never five. know what you're going to get in the Friday and Five. Dangles, Dangles is getting tricky, and I like it. My third bet, still in that Philadelphia series, because as Drew said, Brooklyn is going to win against Milwaukee at minus 200. Philly is going to win against Atlanta at minus 200. It's a guarantee. Philly is a better team than Atlanta. And Ben Simmons and Matisse Teibel can cover Trey Young and make his life a lot harder than whoever the fucking Knicks had covering him. The 76 is going to win this series. Minus 200 for them to win. I am. That's an automatic play for me. My third bet, Philadelphia to win, minus 200. Drew? Guys, I'm going back to the well. My best bet last week. Again, you know what shirt I'm wearing? Always Michigan, Michigan, Michigan. Timmy Hardaway Jr., T-Hard, J-R. The man is on a mission. He is a three-point specialist, and he can shoot the rock from beyond the arc. Now, his over-under on three-pointers in a pivotal game six where they could potentially clinch the series on his home court with the home rims is over two-and-a-half at minus 148. Well, boys, if I played it at minus 160, (laughs) you damn well better believe I'm playing at minus 148. I think we're getting a little value here because he did just come off a one-of-eight performance. But here's the thing, guys. In five games, he has at least at least eight three-point shot attempts. Think about it. Three of eight. He has got at least – the volume is going to be there. He's he's been between eight and ten every game of this series. He had a bad shooting night. I'm betting him not to have back-to-back bad shooting nights, especially on his home floor when he has a chance to clinch. Timmy Hardaway Jr., best bet, over two and a half threes, minus 148. That game might be where my uh, Brinks truck bet of the week lies. But first, we go to our fourth bet of the day in the Friday Five. Dangles, what do you got? All right, uh, gentlemen, let's hit the ice. Uh, let's strap yes. on the pads. Let's hear yes. some top. Let's have some top shelf tinglers. Let's rocket some biscuits into the back of the net where Mama hides the cookies. Wheel snipe, Selly boys. I'm going to the Vegas Golden Knights against the Colorado Avalanche. Yes. I'm taking Vegas money line here plus yes. 100. Avs are up to nothing. Uh, Avs, Avs are up to nothing in this series, but the Knights are a scrappy team. They don't really have anybody like blow you away good, but they have a lot of really good players on each line. They've got good goaltending and they have playoff experience. Uh, with the Avs up two nothing, I, I just I really like Vegas to get uh, get one back here and, and climb back into this series. So the the Golden Knights over the Avs. Uh, this is on uh, this is on Friday. The money line plus one hundred. Dangles, uh, same bet. That's exactly what I have for my fourth bet as well. Tony Top Shelf has taken the Vegas Love Golden it. Knights to beat the Colorado Avalanche. Although I, I looked really hard and I couldn't find this anywhere. I think Colorado wins this series, and I wouldn't mind putting a little money on. Colorado Bruins to meet in the Stanley Cup Finals. I think that's our Stanley Cup Finals matchup, Colorado Bruins, the Ray Bork Bowl. But no, Vegas wins this game, game three. Plus, I have plus 108 on my side. Either way, that's going to be a win. Drew, your fourth bet. Boys, you know Schaefer, the Sand Trap, is coming back. 
He's back, back, better than ever. And I'm going to do something a little untraditional here. We're at the Memorial in Dublin, Ohio, Jack's tournament. And uh, unfortunately, first round was mostly suspended by rain today. Um, however, there was a man that finished that I have in a significant pool for significant funds named Colin Morikawa. Oh, yeah. And he is number one on the leaderboard as we speak at 600. Now, listen, I'm not going to I'm not going to advocate. He's plus 400 to win the tournament. Now, is that but here's the thing. Half the field is going to have to play almost 36 holes tomorrow. Yeah. He does not. He is in comfortably, and I think it's a course that he can dominate only one bogey today. So listen, plus 400. I'm not advocating this is exceptional value. I think he's going to win the golf tournament. I'm going to sprinkle something on Colin Morikawa in the clubhouse today when half the field has got to play 36. Colin Morikawa to win the Memorial at plus 400. And when those odds come live at top 10s, top 20s, you know I'm going to be hammering him. Colin Morikawa to win the Memorial plus 400. All right, let's move on to our back up the Brinks truck bet of the week to end out our Friday five diggity dangles. Let's do it. I'm coming back to the NBA here for my Brinks truck bet of the week. We're going game one, Bucks nets. I think this series is going to turn out the exact opposite way Drew does. I think the Bucks are the hottest team in the playoffs right now. Giannis is just mauling people on the court. He's averaging a double-double in the playoffs right now. Uh, I But I'm going to game one for the over. 239 and a half. I got it at 100, minus 108 at FanDuel. You can find it at some varying other numbers. That was the lowest I found. These two teams combined for 238.7 per game during the regular season. And in the three games that they played each other, the totals were 240, 242, and 242. And I expect the teams to come out throwing haymakers in game one. So I'm taking Bucks Nets. Game one, the over 239 and a half. Love it, Dangles. That's his Brinks truck bet. My Brinks truck bet also has to do with the NBA and has to do with the game that Drew referenced earlier, the Clippers and the Mavericks. I love that Luka Doncic has a chance to shut up Paul George, to put the Clippers in his back pocket, to send Kawhi off into maybe a free agent year and leave the Clippers high and dry. I don't know if it happens in Game 6, but I will tell you Luka will die trying to make it happen in Game 6. He started off his uh, Game 3 against these Clippers in Dallas with the crowd going crazy. He hit four threes the first shots he took. I am taking Luka to go over 29.5 points in Game 6. He's only missed this once, and that's when he had a neck problem. The neck looked fine as he hit 42 in Game 5. Luka to go over 29.5 points in Game 6 is my Brinks truck bet. Schaefer the Sharp, close us out. Boys, it wouldn't be Schaefer the Sharp without Schaefer the Sand Trap. I'm going to a Friday 18-hole matchup. We are going to Gary Woodland versus Bubba Watson. This tees off at 1.20 Eastern time. Gary Woodland, three over today. Bubba Watson, five over, five over today. However, Bubba only made one birdie. Gary, a birdie machine, just had a couple bad holes, including a double in 18. I love Gary Woodland here. He's in better form. He's in a better headspace. My feeling is Bubba might make a couple bogeys early, mail it in to go get ready for the U.S. Open in two weeks. We're going to play Gary Woodland, minus 106, to win against Bubba Watson. Back up the Brinks trap. Schaefer, the sand trap. Schaefer, the sharp. Let's go. Big dick, Gary. I guess Woodland Woodland gives him the gives him the license for uh, will hope hopefully be he'll hopefully be swinging his Woodland well his three Woodland big, and or his five Woodland very well when he big, hits the links. <laughs> big Dick Gary will beat Bubba. That is it for the Friday Five for the Belmont Stakes for Uncle Milty and for the West Coast Gamblers. We have a lot of fun shows coming up in less than a hundred days. 
till the NFL kicks off and we get back into our wheelhouse. We've almost made it, boys. Two long summer months remain, but there is plenty on the table for us to make money on and make our listeners money on. For Matthew Dangles, D'Angelo Antonio, for Schaefer the Sharp, Drew Schaefer Crookston, my name is Tony Cavallo. We are the West Coast Gamblers, a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network. And as always, thank you for listening. Dub C to the G, West Coast Gamblers. Hi, listeners. We wanted to take a moment to tell you about another podcast from Evergreen Podcasts and Sound Talent Media called Pit Lane Parlay. Pit Lane Parlay is the go-to podcast for IndyCar and motorsports-related news. Each episode, we discuss things like our favorite drivers, news clips from the last week, and generally giving each other a hard time about predictions we've made in the past and or life stories that have come up recently. We really have a lot of fun with it and really enjoy each other's company, and we hope you can come join us too. Join Pit Lane Parlay by following us on your favorite podcast today.